Uh, okay, um, let's get started, shall we? This is what we do each and every week, every Friday. Um, Andrew, if you could, at the end, please remind us of the new content that just came out on YouTube. Could you do that for me? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So, with that being said, welcome to Babylon Games. We are here for Episode 5. This is the Babelcast. We are and will Babylon. Today, we will talk E3 news and our general reactions. Uh, I've asked each person to just give me their thoughts on E3. It could be whatever they want. Best in show, worst in show, best conference, worst conference, um, or all of the above. Uh, and then we will have a little discussion after each take, and we will go down the line. So with that said, though, Johnny, could you hit us with the intro? Sure can. intro I, I like it a lot and you know what that went so much smoother than last time <laughs> so uh you know what um uh, we're gonna do something this time because i got some feedback from from someone on this particular show and i agreed with them so before i give my take because i'm gonna go first uh around the horn johnny how are you doing this week how are you buddy um i feel like shit <laughs> okay. I, I just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be uh, realistic, but man's uh, tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm sore from work. Um, but I, I got a drink. I'm gonna relax with my guys. Good to go. Salut. Um, little brother. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Hey, everybody. How you doing? I am fantastic. I also have a drink uh local brewery 18th street brewery i'm drinking rise of the angels it is uh pretty good it's got some hints of grapefruit in it pretty good uh i'm excited to talk e3 specifically nintendo because they absolutely rocked it but we'll get a little bit more into that how are you uh i'm really good thank you for asking people always forget to ask the host uh so i appreciate that you that uh, you know you remembered it's my it was my biggest pet peeve on the old shows that we used to do. Nobody ever asked me how I was doing. So anytime I'm not hosting, I always make sure if I get introduced, I ask the host because it's just common courtesy. It's common courtesy. Thank you. Uh, Wolf. I am good. I'm tired because I've had a lot of late nights this week, but excited for the E3 talk. I want to see how my retro gamers talk about everything. I think you have an idea how that conversation oh, I know, will go. I know, but I'm excited. I won't okay. All right, good. I'm glad. Uh, Crisco? Well, sadly, I cannot grace you guys with my beautiful face this evening. My internet Travesty. decided to take a dump immediately before the stream started. So, uh, you know, live and not in person at all. I am here this evening to discuss the great disappointments and the, the minimal excitements that were here. <laughs> <laughs> buddy okay all right so uh let's go let's kick it over to duteous max mr pat well hello 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 very good how, how are you <laughs> doing, i'm doing all right we're uh Rye guy and i are fresh off our first episode on the couch getting ready for episode two on monday other than that i'm doing all right yeah you doing all right i'm i'm doing great should i wait for my intro or should i just say hey it's me Rye guy I think I think you just did it. I think that was <laughs> yeah. it. I think, I think it just happened, honestly. Yeah. No, I'm doing great, too. I'm very excited for this, what I'm sure is to be a very spirited and uh, non-biased conversation <laughs> about E3. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's do this, fellas. All right. So very good. Welcome, everyone. And I'm glad to hear, for the most part, we are doing okay. We've, uh, some of us have had some rough weeks, uh, but we've made it to the weekend. We've got some drinks. We're going to talk some video games. With that being said, I wanted to go first. Uh, I actually went so far as to write this out. Uh, I did not proofread it. Uh, so uh, let's see how poorly I did or how okay I did. So I wanted to really, uh, you know, work through my thoughts on this particular E3. I feel like where I'm at with it is probably down the middle. And we're going to have uh, uh, members of this cast on either side of that line. Uh, so with that being said, 
I'm going to talk about who I thought won E3. So if you forgive me, I'll be looking at my screen here. I could give a cheesy answer and say gamers won E3. I could do that very easily. However, my answer will be more annoying. First, let's talk about Microsoft. They showed game after game, reason after reason for why you should buy into the Xbox ecosphere. Let's say you already bought into it. Well, then you got reason after reason to be happy that you bought into the Xbox ecosphere. I don't think there was anything at their conference that got me up out of my seat, uh, but I was happy for the most part. I liked the direction that we were going, and I am definitely happy that I've bought into their ecosphere. So from that standpoint, I think Microsoft uh, put together a fairly good showing, in my opinion. Second, let's talk about Nintendo. While I didn't necessarily see reason after reason for the general public or people to buy a Switch, if they haven't already, I did see a huge positive reaction from a niche fan base. Uh, I am actually a part of this particular fan base, and it's not Nintendo as a whole. I do not think of myself as a Nintendo fanboy anymore. Um, however, we saw game after game from franchises and or games that we thought may be dead or never coming back. And I'll be honest with you, there was like three of them that got me pretty much out of my chair. I was super excited. I, I let out a cheer uh, for a couple of them. And we'll get into what those are a little bit later. But those games that we thought were dead and are never coming back, they did this day. So that's a big deal. That matters when you consider their conference, in my opinion. So it felt like the impossible happened. When you weigh these two things against each other, I honestly believe Xbox gave a better presentation from a business standpoint, but Nintendo had the more hype reaction for that niche fan base. So it's a three-way tie. Microsoft, Nintendo, and they, that's right, the gamers. The gamers won as well. It was a three-way tie. <laughs> so that's my take. That's where I am. I feel, I feel like I'm kind of right down the middle in terms of I was pretty satisfied with what I saw from Microsoft. For the games, I'm getting, I'm getting another WarioWare game. Do you know how many hours was put into this game drunkenly with my friends? <laughs> so frequently. I'm getting another cruising game. I, I absolutely played that so much on the N64. So much. I love the castles. <laughs> and then we got Metroid Dread. Dread. Not just like, oh, you know, it was... Oh, you, what do you mean you couldn't see a Metroid game coming? Well, I predicted Metroid Prime, uh, the, the trilogy remaster, and instead we got something much better, in my opinion. We got, a, we got Metroid Dread. This is a game that we've been talking about since 2004. 2004. And we're getting that game. That's huge. Uh, what, uh, Ryan, just, uh, just probably, what, a couple of months ago, I was like, hey, there's this, you know, like arcade kind of style racer on Game Pass. I'm kind of interested in it. And I've been looking for this. I've been looking for that. Boom. I got Cruisin' uh, Blast. Like, it was. It almost felt like it was tailored to to the N sixty four GameCube kids. Uh, those particular games. <laughs> we got Advance Wars. What? Okay. So while I say all this, multiple things can be true. It was awesome and amazing that we got some of those announcements. At the same time, I can raise an eyebrow at paying. 60 bucks for both Advance Wars games. I can raise an eyebrow uh, for a new Mario Party game that should probably be DLC. So there's reasons to criticize Nintendo, but their particular conference, I, I got up out of my chair. I didn't do that for Microsoft. So that's it. That's my take. I feel I feel like that's a solid down the middle. I don't feel like I was extremely biased, except for the fact that, you know, it was the games that I wanted. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think my cat's trying to get into the chat. <laughs> Sam, I, I, the show too. John, that was really well done, man. And I think yeah. you covered a lot of 
maybe general feelings of what people were uh, thinking about with you three. And um, I appreciate that, that deep dive into it. So how do you want to, do you want to do round table, round robin? Yeah, you guys want else? me to just pick the person to, to, all right, Andrew, go first. Wow. Okay. I love that. I'm always the first one. Cool. Uh, so I, I think yeah. I'm the brother first. <laughs> agree with you. Um, you highlighted two of the ones that I was going to highlight as well. Uh, Nintendo and Microsoft. Now, which one do I personally think had the better conference? Microsoft. Their conference was much better. They were much more streamlined. It was just an overall better presentation. But in terms of things being announced and shown, which did I like more? Nintendo. I think Nintendo won E3 because they showed off so many more things, IPs that everyone thought was dead. That's what's so cool about this year. It's just like in 2019. We didn't get a lot of really big announcements from Nintendo. We got some of their smaller games that we don't really, not, not a lot of people care about. You said like it's a niche group. That's just exactly what happened this year. This isn't the year of big Nintendo. That's going to be next year. We already know that with Twilight, or not Twilight Princess, Pipe Dream, uh, with Skyward, <laughs> not Skyward, so we're getting that this year. I'll get it out eventually. Hold on. Breath of the Wild 2, the boring. So what we got this year from Nintendo is, you know, just absolute bonkers. So we got the official gameplay trailer of Breath of the Wild 2. Looks phenomenal. I'm not the biggest fan of the first game, but the sequel definitely seems interesting. I love the story of the first game, hate the game mechanics. So if they tweak some stuff for the sequel, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, going right into the next game they announced, Metroid Dread, a game that's been in development for 19 years, whether it's been on or off. Absolutely insane. I predicted a if we didn't get Metroid Prime 4, we were going to get a 2D Metroid, and I'm glad to see that my prediction came true. I cannot freaking wait. I've been looking at footage of this game nonstop. I've watched that initial trailer like literally 30 or 40 times since it launched. I am so into that game. We were all in the Discord like blowing it up like, guys, it's, it's available. Go get it. Go get the special delicious deluxe. Could not get it. Can't believe it. I am so mad at scalpers, but that's a oh. whole entire... Whole entire different conversation. So to me, Nintendo killed it. But Xbox had the better presentation. So let's just go into some of the things that I think Xbox did really well. Acquiring Bethesda, first and foremost, before E3, you know, we found out it was what, $74 billion they bought it for. And it's exciting to see them, you know, really excited about it. Like Tom Howard is all about it because he was saying, you know, now we can focus on one specific console to put it on. Maybe now we won't get Elder Scrolls, you know, whatever it's going to be called, with bugs. Maybe we'll finally get a Bethesda game that's not littered with bugs at start, where we need like a hundred different patches, Fallout 76. We're going to get Starfield on the Microsoft Xbox consoles. That's huge. And it's also coming out on Game Pass, Day 1, Halo, Infinite, free-to-play multiplayer, Game Pass, Day 1. One, if you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, smack yourself in the face right now. It's literally bundled in with Microsoft uh, Xbox Gold Live. It's $9.99 a month, and you get unlimited access to hundreds of games with new games coming out all the time, day one, minute one. If you don't own an Xbox, you're insane. This literally makes me want to go out and get a Series S or a Series X when they're available. I know uh, GameStop was doing that thing where if you're a pro member, you could try to get a hands on it. But I'm not jumping through hoops to get a console. I'm sorry. If I'm in a store and I've got the spare cash and I see it there, I'll buy it. Right? So Microsoft killed it. Nintendo killed it. Now, I am a Nintendo fanboy. I am Nintendo going forward. I know, Jonathan, I think before we went live, you said it's probably already taken. I'm not going to use it for... Just being like N Nintendo Max Plus. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the new Switch. Um, you know, I'm a big, big fan of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the number one fan. And um, I'm very excited for what they have announced, what they have shown. WarioWare, cannot wait to play it. That new Mario Party with five classic from uh, boards from the Nintendo 64. Are you kidding me? Online play from the start? If we all don't get it and play online together and stream it, we're screwing up. That is... Fun, awesome content right there. You know, that's going to be a great time. Oh, here we go. What? Yes, yes. It, it, <laughs> it, but. You're making me drink. But it should have just been DLC for the other one. Or or that should have just been the game from the get-go. You also have the problem of how's the net code going to be for that game, because I heard the other ones online is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, but... to your point, Wolf, yeah, they actually ahead. did drastically improve their, yes. uh, well, at least through Mario Party. <laughs> 
they uh, kind of ran out some new servers or whatever, and from what I've been reading and seeing, the gameplay holds up pretty darn well. So hopefully yeah. that I is true I, for Super Mario let, Party superstars. Let's hope so, because historically, Netcode and Nintendo have not been yeah. in a good place. So yeah, just, I, I, I think I, concern. Yeah, I think I well, I think it's a hundred percent should be everyone's first thought when thinking about online and Nintendo. I mean, they have to prove it to us first. I think Wolf's one hundred percent right. I did hear though. I think that you could save the game for online play, so you could like come back yes. to it later, which is pretty cool. Like that's a great addition if that's the case. I've never mm-hmm. played a Mario Party, but it might be the first one I get then. Wait, hold, uh, on. Wait, hold no, on. Yeah, I saw the eyes. There it is. <laughs> Andrew, before you do that, you were itching to say something yeah. else just prior. Do you remember? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I haven't played... I, I played the latest Mario Party, which utilized a lot of the, the Joy-Cons for games and I for the minigames. I wasn't the biggest fan of that one. Um, I'm excited for this one to see, you know, hopefully they, they kind of make the minigames uh, kind of like the older style where you, you don't utilize the newest, latest, you know, uh, thing that Nintendo's doing, the peripheral... So I'm excited for that. But from what I've also read, like Ryan was saying, and what I've seen in videos and other people talking about on podcasts, Nintendo has completely revamped their online. It's completely different now than it was last year, two years, three years, four years, et cetera, et cetera. They're, they understand that they screwed up. They understand that they're so far behind you know, what Microsoft and PlayStation are doing, and they want to fix that. They want to be with the big guys with the online play it makes sense because i think game pass will eventually come to this but that's also a conversation for a different time uh i just want to continue going on about just some more of these games that got announced for nintendo and i'll be done uh, as the reasons why i think nintendo did an absolute job of just killing it with games WarioWare, like you mentioned earlier jonathan holy crap that's going to be absolutely bonkers i've also had many drunken nights with some of my friends playing WarioWare. it's absolutely insane we got the new smash bros character uh, you know, from Tekken, Kazuya? Whatever, I don't know. I don't play fighting games. I don't know Tekken. Shin Megami Tensei Five is coming out. That's going to be absolutely bonkers. The Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania remakes for the first two games. And then you said it right then earlier, Advance Wars 1 and 2 remasters, the GBA Classics. If you're a fan of, you said it, Nintendo 64 and the Game Boy Advance from that era of like 2000 to 2004, this E3 for Nintendo was your bag because they announced a lot of games from that era that are now either going to be remastered or remade for the Switch, like Super Monkey Ball, Advance Wars 1 and 2. We've got a new 2D Metroid game, like first time since Fusion. If you're a Nintendo fan, you're excited. And that's why I think Nintendo had was my favorite, but I think Microsoft had the better presentation. That's where I stand on E3. Everyone else just kind of was meh. I didn't. I did a little bit of research before we went live, and I didn't watch a lot of those other ones because I don't really care, care too much about a lot of those other games anymore. Like Devolver, Devolver Digital's conference was awesome, absolutely wonderful, very well done, professional, looked amazing, so funny, totally making fun of Ubisoft. It was awesome, but don't really care too much about their games. I just don't. So Nintendo and Xbox for me were the best with Microsoft having the better presentation, but Nintendo being number one in my eyes for bringing the hits. Wow. And I'm done. Man. Okay. Um, before it spreads around here a little bit, um, I just, uh, Ryan, which uh, Mario Party are you undefeated in? <laughs> Maybe Mario Party 2. Oh, that's yes, not true. Actually, that's not true. He's not undefeated. He no, actually I am. Lost. I totally he, am. You know, there was some controversy before that last ended? one, but look, I am the before undefeated what did you do? Mario what Party did you do? 2 champion, baby. Whoa. What did you do? What did you do right before the game ended? And it, it counted as a loss. It glitched what? out. It glitched. Oh, no, no, no. See, what he did was he turned No, my dog game came off. in and actually nah. stepped on the N64 nah. and reset the system. Nope. nope. Yeah. Nope. So, so anyway, yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh you know what i'm gonna kick it to pat Ooh, pat nobody said a word yet about the limited run games show that's so because that we were that waiting for you well, we i was be, going like, to but then i realized that you want to talk about it yeah so. i'll be that guy be right that guy. okay so we we had heard plenty of these games were coming out already so a lot of the announced games for limited run are already out but they're getting releases on the newer consoles um like zombies ain't my neighbors they announced that that was like a big announcement for them we knew that was coming like the the release date for pre-orders started today actually we knew that was going to be happening 
What I want to talk about is two things specifically. They've got, they announced a couple of new games that hadn't been announced by anybody by way forward. I, uh, River City Girls Zero, which is a port of a 16-bit Super Camp Famicom uh, brawler, and then the sequel to River City Girls, both coming out uh, this year or next. I'm pretty sure it was this year. Uh, on on everything, right? Um, and then the other big thing that I'm a huge fan of is they are basically reissuing all the Shantae games and a lot of their catalog, actually, for the PS5. So if you were like me and you were a dummy and you didn't put in your orders for them when they came out on Switch and PS4, this is another opportunity to own physical copies of a lot of WayForward's best titles which don't, doesn't happen very often. Um, and I, I just like that they also had a bunch of random skits and made it a point to clown on the rest of the, the big boy industry when they got the chance. I'm a big physical guy. I'll be getting the Castlevania collection. I'll be getting the, 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 a couple of the Shantae games I don't have physical yet. I'm going to be getting the um, Contra spe- uh, collection. I did want to touch on the Nintendo conference real quick. That represents limited run and physical media. And it's happy about Dread. Limited forever. Yeah, Yeah. Dread's going to be awesome. Yes, yes it is. is It's kind of weird that I love Game Pass as much as I do, because nothing is physical. But the best part about about Game Pass is half the time, like, the indie games get on there. It's like you you get to try the game out. And then limited run six months later will come out with a physical. <laughs> so yeah. then you're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and spend the 35 bones to get you know that that it, you know River City Girls and physical. Sure. Or so um, they work together quite quite nicely. Yeah, I follow that same model. I actually picked it up from you. Um, so I, thanks. Um, well, let's see here. Hmm. Hmm. Is it time? Is it time to bring Wolf in? This is what I'm asking myself. So, yeah, buddy. I don't know. Wolf, do you want to go now, or do you, do you just want to, uh, you want to anchor I, it? Do you want to I anchor it? I could, I could anchor. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm kind of be, going to be bouncing all over the place a little bit, so. Mm. All right, we'll save you for the anchor. Let's kick it over to Johnny. <laughs> well, uh, I got to say, like, um, the only one that I fully watched was Nintendo with you guys. Um I've got like bits and pieces of the the conference for Xbox and everything. Um but I didn't watch like the full thing and I heard what happened with Capcom and heard what happened with Square Enix and everything else is kinda like yeah, no. <laughs> but um but I'm still excited about the Xbox stuff. Especially the the whole game pass. Um Halo Infinite looks nice. Multiplayer looks dope. That trailer was phenomenal. <laughs> I, I I'm so excited to jump back into multiplayer. Um, but uh, I think like I saw a little bit of uh, Back for Blood, which I'm totally getting when it first drops. Like that game is my jam. Left for Dead is my jam, and it just brings back those memories. Um, but yeah, Game Pass. If you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, what are you doing? Like, really, what are you doing? But Nintendo jumping off, and we have proof of this. When the character for Smash got announced, I went ballistic. <laughs> he did. He, yeah. he went off. Yes, he did. Off it was awesome. Thing. Oh, oh my! I was like, I was so happy because I am such a fan of Tekken, and he's one of my prized characters. And seeing him in here and in his his awesome glory and pulling off all of these combos and actually had kept his 10 hit combo in the game and it's just so revolutionary because in a way for fighting games we're not going to get those, that like big versus game anytime soon but we have Kaiza from Tekken we have Terry from uh, King of Fighters we have Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter and we just all of them together it's just like this is probably gonna be our best bet to get them in <laughs> the crossover game and it's lo and behold this shit, i can't ask for anything else more 
Um, I'm. I was also excited because everybody else was excited for everything else beyond that, <laughs> because I knew how much Metroid meant to everybody. I knew it. I just knew it. And when everybody reacted, I reacted because we, you guys, been waiting for so long for a, a Metroid game, and it was about time. And I was honestly surprised they're gonna have it coming out this year. That was a big surprise for me. Um, yeah, I was real quick just to chime in. I was actually shocked by that too. I was not expecting them to say October eighth. That was huge. Yeah, I, I, neither was I. I was honestly expecting like at least a year, at least. Um, why you were? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like the weirdness of the the game is such. It's, it's so out there, but you just, like, it can't help. It's, like, one of those things where, like, hey, don't press that button, but I want to touch it. It looks shiny. That's exactly <laughs> what Wireware is. It's, like, it's so weird, but you just want to play it to check it out for yourself. And have you how... played a WarioWare game yeah, before? I have. Okay, okay. I, I've Cause had Because I, I would, I, we're, I'm definitely going to get it, and you're going to come over here. You're going to sit in this basement, and we are going to play it. We're going to get two other people, probably Kyle and whoever else, and we're going to have a great time. Uh, but continue. I, I can't, yeah, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, just I was excited for that. And um, what else was it? Um, yeah, uh, I, I gotta admit though, like the the whole Mario Party situation, I initially thought it was gonna be a DLC. And the way they're gonna release it, it's in my opinion, it's kind of like more money for them. Cause like I honestly just thought that would have been better for that to be on top of it, or it should have been there in the first place. But I digress because. You know, I don't play Mario Party as much as everybody else does. I used I was used to playing on the N64, like those Mario Party games, but I haven't really touched the Switch when it comes to like anything online yet. So I don't have experience with that at all. So if it comes out and then everything is fine and everybody else having a good experience with Mario Party, more power to them. I honest, uh, but the thing is, just this the conference, Nintendo conference blew it out the water like mm -hmm. completely it was just that's what the one thing about nintendo they're they're short but they're to the point they don't bull crap around about anything it's like all right we're gonna show this right now you're gonna be amazed you're gonna move on nothing not, no filler no nothing it's just like here you guys go just basically just putting it on the table just that's basically <laughs> it. it's like just 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 showing it off for everybody else to see and i gladly can appreciate that because you know this this is nintendo that's how they are yeah they're really, they're really smart about like doing all the gameplay stuff during the treehouse afterwards <laughs> that's not the first time they've done that and it, it makes more sense to have you know the people that are interested in those games stick around um because I, I i mean i did after that show and I didn't want to sit through 40 minutes of uh, Mario Party, which could have easily have been just the worst conference ever. But, you know, you come in and out and then you get those clips on YouTube later of, you know, gameplay and, you know, little little insights into the game that don't muddle up the message from the main conference. Exactly. Um, and I, I really wish I actually watched this whole thing, but I knew it was 23 minutes. But I'm glad they actually released on the side of everything um gameplay of no more heroes 3 like i i yeah. can appreciate that because i have a friend uh who is a huge no no more heroes fan huge huge oh me is it yeah, me? Say, yeah Jonathan. <laughs> is it me? are you talking about me I hold on are, are you talking about me the guy that got the only uh nintendo switch magazine out there just because my boy was on the cover <laughs> See, i love it I'm just going to feel bad for actually disclosing who it actually is. Um, but, no, unfortunately, Jonathan, it's not you. Oh, it's it, okay. Um, but it's a really close close friend of mine. And, yeah, he um, played every single one of those games. Uh, and I know for a fact when they when he first announced 3, when it came out, he just lost it. And uh, I know for a fact, like, watching a little bit of it, it was just like, Oh, he's gonna love this game. Like this, this game is gonna be dope. 
and I'm so glad it's actually finally coming out. But yeah, overall, um, E3 was good. It wasn't the best, but Nintendo knocked it out the park for sure. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is what I'm gonna do, Ryan. Just hang tight because I just had the beacon of positivity, the walking positive man that is just who just embodies positivity, Mr. Johnny. So. <laughs> There's another individual who sounded like he was very unsatisfied. So now we got to balance out Johnny's super positivity uh, with Chris Rose disappointment. So Chris, <laughs> if you could, what do you? What do you? Not a big. He's he's not a big fan of Square Enix on mobile. Apparently, <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of a lot of things from E3. But before we get to the wet blanket talk, I'm I'm gonna leave you guys with something that I'm really hoping to see. You guys ready? It's three yes. words. Yes. Wario, where? Online. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Excited. Mm -hmm. I'm down. It is exactly the kind of game that could work with the net code that we've seen from Nintendo already, because who cares about lag? And playing it online with all your buddies that you used to be able to gather in one house with would be a wonderful place to start for a lot of folks who want to see a new WarioWare. Yeah. But anyway, um, <clears throat> Nintendo won E3 out of the big three. That's that's an easy call for me. Um, Microsoft was kind of a letdown, but not nearly as not nearly as much <laughs> as a lot of the other places out there. So I'm gonna just skip right to the stuff that I actually liked about E3 because we already know that I hated the Square presentation. I hated the fact that they used mobile games as part of their E3 presentation because who does that? Square does. And I hated the fact that they also spent part of their E3 presentation advertising content that was already out. So yeah, the stuff that I actually liked pretty much all came from Nintendo. And I say that as somebody who has never categorized himself as a Nintendo fanboy. I've enjoyed Sony. I've enjoyed Microsoft all the time. I've owned Nintendo consoles and grew up playing all three. But I just didn't feel like pretty much since the Super Nintendo games, Nintendo excelled at anything. And they still correct the other two of the big three during E3 this year. So I didn't even show up. So <laughs> That's true. They're like, yeah, we'll do our own thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Chris, I have to ask if, you know, WarioWare Online, is the drinking portion of it just going to be based on the honor system? Or we could, you know, kind of do what we do right now and just get one big call going so you can enforce it among yourselves. You son of a bitch. You brilliant, beautiful mind, you. <laughs> Not that I got down for a second that you would take your drinks like a good boy, John. <laughs> I'll take a shot to uh that. You know, I got to say, I think I agree with uh, Chris in that, um, yeah, Square. Uh, hmm. It was, uh, Very sus. Uh, I, uh, and uh, they had been doing a, a fairly decent job in the past. I, I would, just based off of what I, you know, the, the reception, I kind of just measured. And that's, there was no real measure other than me scrolling through Twitter and, and looking at everyone's impressions. but. I can't remember the last time, you know, it seemed like it was almost unanimous that people were kind of disappointed with where and they're showing. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's, um, personally, I think that's pretty spot on, Chris. Um, it, it really did a lot to highlight the fact that E3 is less and less becoming a necessary staple of the gaming world. And to some extent, that was magnified, given that we're in the middle of this pandemic and dealing with all of that. but following a couple of mediocre years of E3 in the first place, going into this was really like, do we need this anymore? I think that's a fair question. That's It's definitely a fair question. Um, well, Ragai, do we need this anymore? Could you could yeah. you imagine if they did that at a direct? They, re they, they released the information for Dread at a, at a direct on like a Saturday morning or something silly. Well, they do that well, that's already. That's Nintendo's. Yeah, that's Nintendo's. Uh, that's been operating for a while now with these directs. Yeah. Or you see last year where they just surprise dropped. Hey, we have a new Paper Mario game coming out. By the way, in three months. <laughs> it's just what? kind of the way that they've been doing it. But I want to piggyback on what Chris was saying. 
Um, I'm kind of the same mindset. I don't know if we need E3 anymore. You know, with the way information is processed and at light speed, like companies can just drop announcements on Twitter or YouTube and the news cycle is going to pick it up and it's going to get to everyone, you know, right away. Uh, I know everyone looks forward to E3 and of course it's got this legacy of, of this amazing, uh, you know, conference and, you know, but it's not like when we went back in 2006, Pat, where it was this giant playground spectacle. Uh, times have changed and I think just the way we absorb information, you know, we have the luxury now of companies can just drop huge announcements whenever they feel like it. My argument to that would be that E3 allows journalists and back when they had it in person, I think they were letting in the public. Let's it lets people get their hands on stuff that you wouldn't be able to during a normal conference, like exactly like what we just had. So yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that for sure. That that is I, the reason I for having it in person. What my, my problem is that when you don't have anything for people to get their hands on in the first place, when everything you have to show is just lukewarm at best, you're not yeah, going to do you're... a lot to impress. Spend a lot of money to come out here and get their hands on these things. Sure, it, exactly. You ha you do have to have games ready to go. I mean, I know E three is used a lot to, you know, to announce games that are maybe a year or two, or sometimes even three years away. At least uh, in the past. Uh, and then, of course, that that builds excitement. But you can do those announcements over YouTube or on on Twitter, their channels. Um, but yeah, you know, having the benefit of playing games for the release is nice. But not everyone can get to E three. You know, not everyone can. You know, fly across country, make it to a, a three-day event in LA. Um, you know, so what do you do then? Do you just release demos? You could release a demo, I suppose. Um, but I don't know. I just I think this pandemic, having E3, what the future looks like for it, will we go back to an in-person live event in 2022, or will more and more companies do their own direct-style presentations? It's worked for Nintendo pretty well. Uh, so the future is to be seen on that. But, you know, a, a lot of what we've talked about has already been discussed as far as, like, what we're excited about. You know, Metroid is my all-time favorite series. Uh, so, of course, the announcement of Metroid Dread. Um, I was at work at the time. I had to literally, like, cover my mouth so I wasn't screaming through my office. Uh, and then they hit us with WarioWare, which is another one of my favorite series. Uh, so, for, for Guy, you know, this E3 happened to be one of my all-time favorites. I do agree with uh, what most people are saying. I do think Microsoft probably had the strongest conference. You know, we're seeing the fruits of their labor that they've been snapping up all of these development houses left and right. And they announced around, what, 30 or so games, most of them being exclusive to Xbox uh, Series X. So I think they've done a really good job of finally you know, erasing that exclusive drought that's kind of always plagued Microsoft as far as, like, first-party games go. Uh, Chris, I feel you on Square, man. Like, why did they have to dedicate 20 minutes to Guardians of the Galaxy? That was so much overkill. Oh, it was awful to watch. It was horrible. It was just like, okay, I should. They got to burn off that marble money. I get it, but man, that just like they started with that. And it just kept going and going, and then they had nothing interesting to show after that. Like, it was a total snooze fest. Yeah. Ubisoft, you know, uh, there were two games in Ubisoft's conference that caught my eye. The first being Riders Republic. I thought that was a pretty cool concept, the kind of, you know, extreme sports battle royale concept. And then Mario and Rabbids, uh, Star Sparks of Hope, uh, the sequel to Kingdom Battle. You know, I've, I've wanted to jump into that series. It's always kind of appealed to me. I just haven't taken the leap yet, so maybe I can get into that series. But yeah, as far as, you know, my personal excitement level went, Nintendo, you know, really plucked my you know, excitement strings, especially with things like Metroid Dread. WarioWare, get it together. I thought they could have called it Switch Up, which would have been kind of cool. But I think that, you know, maybe even more than Mario Party could stand to be the definitive party game on Switch, you know, outside of maybe Smash Brothers or Mario Kart. I do think that WarioWare is, is going to be a fantastic experience. I am incredibly excited to, to jump back into that series, especially with a group of people. Hopefully they bring back the, the WarioWare Smooth Move 16-player mode, which is utterly insane. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And of course, they ended the conference with a little bit of a look into Breath of the Wild sequel. And uh, I am very, very excited for that when it announces and when it releases. So yeah, overall, you know, E3 was, it was okay. You know, Nintendo really hit me with the games that I was looking for personally. Uh, I thought I brought it. 
Uh, and, you know, Square just was a big old turd. I'm here to kill chaos. Yeah, and if you guys, oh, actually, one more thing. So the the Devolver uh, Direct, I thought was okay. I mean, they always go for the very surreal. Uh, they didn't come with too many games. However, I did end up pre-ordering Demon Throttle, which is the uh, Switch exclusive physical only game. So I'm excited to play that when it comes out next year. Can you kill Chaos with it? I hope so. <laughs> I think so. That was one of the, was one of the worst kill. trailers ever aired. It was pretty, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty uh, new drinking game. Whenever somebody says chaos in that preview, you drink. Okay, you'd throw, you would like throw it. up. You'd be dead. Yeah, you'd yeah, throw you up. would die. Andrew, there's a yeah, few times. And then try not to die of alcohol poisoning. Mm. Andrew, there's a few times it looked like you were trying to get in. Do you remember what that was? So I had two points kind of going back to before Ryan started. One was we were talking about how Pat actually said that, like, um, I think you were saying something along the lines of like people, you know, like it'd be weird if someone just shadow dropped like a, you know, a new game or announced a new game at like a Nintendo Direct. You're like, what if they did that? And Ryan brought up Paper Mario. Well, that's what Nintendo's always up for Pokemon. They've always just done their own Pokemon Directs. Me and Wolf used to cover those all the time on Gotta Cast Them All, which you can find on our YouTube, www.youtube.com slash Babylon Gaming. Watch the old episodes there. But um, that's something that's never going to change with Nintendo. They will always beat, you know, to their, the rhythm of their own drum. So for them continuing to do that, that's totally normal. That's a normal thing for them. But me personally, growing up, loving video games, I've always wanted to go to E3. And it's always been that thing that I want to accomplish one day. And I think, yes, you're right, Ryan, in the sense, and Crisco, where you know we live in a digital age where everything can just be broadcasted straight to us. And we can watch these live streams and they can announce it whenever they want. There's something special and magical to people about E3, being there in person with your best friends, seeing all these new games, seeing like Todd, uh, Todd Howard on stage announcing Elder Scrolls 99, whatever, you know, it's special to people. And I personally love E3. A lot of memories around video games are watching the E3s, you know, during summer vacation when I was a kid. I remember one time me and Jonathan went to one of, you know, your guys' friends' houses to watch E3. I got up, it was summer vacation. I got up at like nine in the morning with you, Jonathan, and we drove to your friend's house to watch I think it was like Nintendo's E3 conference, you know, and it's something that I do ritually every single year and I want to go in person one year. So I disagree with you about having it, you know, like, do we really need this? I think so. Um, people inherently love to be around other people. Sometimes I understand there's introverted people and there's extroverted people. You love it or you hate it. I am very extroverted. I love talking to people. So I feel like I would be in heaven at an e3 conference surrounded by video games being by, surrounded by like-minded people who also love video games having those conversations connections all these different things that's what i love so i personally think e3 should stay that's all i, I had to say I, having, I was gonna say having worked a couple of them i agree with you 100 percent. like it was a it was a different beast back in 05 and 06 but <clears throat> it was a lot of fun and it was a lot it's a lot more interesting than just press conference after press conference like when yeah when journalists got their hands on games for 15 or 20 minutes and were able to make their own impressions instead of, you know, sucking down whatever PR <laughs> nonsense you're getting handed by the PR reps. Um, <clears throat> that was, that was, that was just a way better way of the industry being covered. I just don't see companies ponying out the gigantic stacks of cash to pay to ESA for boot space, especially yeah, I, not now. I, I, I especially after <clears throat> the year that we had last year where we you know, saw how successful it was to get viewers to tune into Twitch or whatever streaming service those people, you know, uh, big companies like Xbox or whatever chose to use to broadcast their streams. You know, we're seeing that. I mean, we could go off topic here, too, and talk about just workflow. Like, people oh. have found that you could work from home. But we're not going to get into that because it's yeah. a podcast. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, I understand that you can just do it all digitally. But I think there is something special about it. Hey, Chris, real quick, because because Wolf is waiting patiently. Right. So that's that's kind of exactly my problem, Andrew. It It is kind of a, the the holy land, the mecca for gamers, as it were. But would you want to be the gamer who spends all this money, reshuffles your life, and does all of this stuff to get to E3, possibly, you know, crossing a country or even coming from another country, all to go there for this year's E3? For instance, like okay. I for now, one would be really disappointed if that was my first trip to E3. 
I would the, love nothing more than E3 to be amazing every year, but this wasn't it. And if this is going to be the, the standard moving forward, and God, I hope not. I, but if I would is, argue, though, that COVID took a drastic imp impact on this E3. It wouldn't have been this lackluster if COVID wasn't a thing, hopefully. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, good, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's actually an excellent point. No one, no, no, no one else has really kind of um, uh, brought that up. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's uh, – shoot, with that, Wolf, why don't you take the floor? Um, so my my thought process on this, um, kind of relating to the COVID thing, uh, I thought it was underwhelming. I wasn't excited about a lot of things. Um Multiple of these companies looking at probably, I think Capcom did it, but I think Bandai did it. They And Warner Bros. did it. They showed one game, like, and I think it was Bandai's, like, it was one game that they showed off that, like, people were like, what is this? I think, if I'm remembering right, some at least my friend group was talking in our group chat. We were like, they're like, yeah, they showed one thing and nobody knew what it was. They're like, I don't even know what it was after they showed it. And so yeah. it was like, that seems like just kind of like a waste of money on their end and a waste of everyone else's time. Because, like, especially if you don't know beforehand, because I knew Warner Bros. was like, we're only showing back for blood. But it's like, you couldn't have given all the people that are sitting here for the past year, like, where's our MK11 updates? Like, there's still supposed to be more stuff for that game, apparently. There's the whole, you know, Injustice 3, the rumored Marvel game. Like, you don't have to show it. You don't even have to talk about it if you want to. But I feel like even if you have, like, DLC updates, it should have been talked about. But obviously covid impacted everybody which sucks made the conference for some people lackluster um i didn't really care for anybody's conference a ton um my favorite and the one that i think did the best and that i think won the e3 conference in my opinion was microsoft but that's because they showed me more things that i didn't know about that i was that caught my eye and interest. Whenever I look at E3, I look at it as a standpoint of, it's cool if I see something that I already know I want, like Pokemon. But I want something that I have no idea what it is that comes out and is interesting. Like, every E3 is always, always kind of done that. Um, this one, Microsoft showed a lot of things that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, I kind of want to check that out. Like Redfall. I had no idea about that. I don't care about zombie games. I don't care about vampire games. I'm not a fan of the horror aspect of games usually. But Redfall looked cool. It looked like Left 4 Dead with zombies. Had a really cool trailer that made you interested. Or not zombies, vampires. Had a really cool trailer that interested you with the characters and had cool character design and dialogue. And they're really cool. Um, but like, as a whole, I didn't watch Oopsie Soft. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> didn't watch Bandai. I didn't watch Nabco. I didn't watch the Back for Blood thing. Sorry, I knew I was something interested in that game. Um, I did EA even do one? I don't even know if they were there. I don't remember. Uh, but Square was disappointing. They showed us, like you guys said, twenty to thirty minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy, and the more they showed me of it, the less I was interested. Mm -hmm. I like when they first brought it out. It was like when I seen Avengers. I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is hype. I really want this game." The more the game went on, I was like, "This could be the stream being laggy, but that gameplay looks choppy. I don't care for the weird punk Star Lord looking character. The design yeah. started wearing on me, and I started liking less and less of the the voice actors." It just felt out of place. And then they say it's single player. And I was like, okay, well, you just made it even less interesting. That's a perfect four-player to five-player co-op game. But the Avengers stuff was eh that they showed. Already stuff we knew. Just kind of like, eh, here you go. Here's this failure of a game that we want to keep supporting. Um, that they need to. But Nintendo, I've never really been a Nintendo person. I That was my starting console was Nintendo. But they just showed a lot of stuff that I was just kind of like, eh. Smash Bros. character, I didn't care for him. It's probably going to be another Ryu-style character, so it's just not unique. You, you know, you'll think it'd be a different, Johnny? I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be different. Gameplay-wise? I, I, I'm pretty sure he will. I think the only thing that I have saw that was going to be um, the same with all the fighting characters is on Smash is like the, um, I guess like the, the down angle um, uh, attack. Like, I guess... It's kind of like angled this way, like the way I guess it's like a dive, like a dive kick or something like that. I guess like every single one, like Ryu, Ken, Terry, 
and uh, now Kaiser is actually about to have the exact same thing. But I have a feeling he's going to play different. I'm not going to say it's going to be extremely different, but I have a feeling he's going to be different. He's still going to have auto turn. Yeah, I mean, either way with him, we find out in 10 days on the 28th, they reveal him fully. But I don't know, he just seemed like very lackluster to me. He didn't like, I wasn't excited. I saw it and I was like, okay, well, you just ruined my hope for this. Is there going to be the second character? Didn't show the second character. Um, They didn't even mention anything Pokemon based. They have so many Pokemon things right now. They didn't talk about Unite. They didn't talk about and reshow the trailer for Diamond and Pearl. They didn't show Legend Arceus. They didn't even talk about sleep that's been asleep for the past oh, two yeah. or three years. Um, no virtual console at all, which is something that system is drastically missing, and I feel like could have been an amazing E3 like reveal of either GameCube, N64, Game Boy, like some sort of virtual console didn't do it. And all these other things, like you guys were saying about like the old dead games, like none of them never played any of them, and they showed them, and they weren't like peaking interest to me like Redfall did or Starfield or the Outer Worlds hilarious trailer. So like for Nintendo, like I put them in second, but that's just because I had to. Because like <laughs> right. nobody else <laughs> showed me anything of interest. The only thing with Nintendo I was excited about and not even excited was Metroid. And then I saw it was 2D and like 2D platformer and I lost interest. The only Metroid I've ever played is Other M. <laughs> oh so, god. Oh no, I like no, that no. style. Oh, you're gonna be sorely, <laughs> sorely disappointed going forward because that's never gonna happen again. Well, I mean, the Prime games I think play similar to Other M, with the from what I've seen and what I remember. But I don't no, like well, I don't like 2D and platforming. That's my thing. Oh well, then you wouldn't like Metroid. Yeah, you would hate Dread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, which but is fine. Which is fine. I mean, that's why the Prime series always was my interest because it was 3D first person, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not 2D side-scroller. I don't really care for side-scroller games a lot of the time. Okay. So I'll probably get Metroid at some point still. It's never going to go on sale, so I'll have to buy it at the $60 <laughs> price point. But I'll get it to play it, to try it, and if I'm disappointed, it'll sit in the game case with the rest of the Nintendo games that sit there for the Switch. But I think they were fine for, obviously, a different like audience. They weren't they didn't do like the everybody audience like they usually like to do, which was a little bit disappointing. Like all they had to do was use their Pokemon Unite trailer that they sh just showed yesterday or the day before and throw it in E3. That trailer was pretty cool. Pokemon MOBA. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, I saw that. Like you could have just reshown Diamond and Pearl trailers just to get the Pokemon players like here, this is you know, even or Legend Arceus, just show a little extra. But Microsoft, though, in my opinion, they were fantastic. Well, not fantastic. They were okay. Like, they showed things that I was interested in. They didn't show me Fable. I was disappointed. They didn't show me Elder Scrolls. Disappointed. The Fallout 76 thing looked cool. Starfield looked pretty interesting. Redfall, like I said, looked cool. The Sea of Thieves Pirates of the Caribbean reveal was yeah. pretty hype. I have never played Sea of Thieves. That game was trash when it came out, from what I remember. And that trailer made me interested and kind of want to play it, even though I won't. But it made me interested. You know, there was another game that, that got showed off uh, that, because uh, I watched it with uh, Pat Ryan and a couple other friends. Um, what was it? The uh, Ryan, it was your favorite Atomic game. Atomic Heart? Uh, the, oh, no, yeah. the, the furry game. <laughs> No, those aren't furries. Those are just animals. Yeah, what was the name of that game? It was, know, it was, it, it was it, animals. Huh? It, Party animals. It looked like Game Beast, yeah. kind of. Like, yeah, it looked yeah. like I played like Game Beast. Party animals. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one's pretty funny looking. Yeah, that, that looks uh, like a it, good time. That looks like a good time. All we got to do is all get costumes. No. And, <laughs> no, we don't, we, no, we don't have to do that. That's fine. Johnny's, Johnny's, jo Johnny's waiting patiently to say something. Mm -hmm. What's up, Johnny? Uh, there's one game that nobody has actually mentioned about, but I'm pretty sure it's because nobody has interest in Elden Ring. Oh, well, that, I mean, that was technically the couple days before E3. It's like, it's in the E3, like, atmosphere, but it wasn't, like, E3 reveal. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say interested, but I'm not really a Souls player. I tried it before. I don't like how Same. dark and gritty the games are. That's why I prefer Fable. That's why I prefer, like... Uh, 
I guess Elder Scrolls in a way. Skyrim was dark and gritty, but like it at least had a different like vibe than Dark Souls does. Yeah. So I prefer that style. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, hopefully Starfield, um, those type of ones. Not really the Dark Souls. And Dark Souls is punishing. So, like, I'd rather not be mad at a game 24-7 playing it, and I'd rather have a good time, especially in a single-player game. But the last two games that, like, well, three, I guess. Last three was, like, Forza Horizon being the closer with Microsoft made no sense. The game looks beautiful. It looked realistic. But why close with Forza and not Halo? You had that 10-minute Halo video that you've shown the next day. Just show that at the end and close with Halo. That was yeah. your, that was your big boy this year, and you put it right in the middle, and showed us a very confusing campaign trailer yeah. that like is even more <laughs> confusing than the previous one. But I'm excited. <laughs> but how many players is this campaign? Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Is it one? Are we playing as a bunch of chiefs? They didn't tell us that, and I'm irritated by it. I want to know. <laughs> like, I think we'll find out. Yeah, all the chiefs. Out. That's what I want to know for Halo. I want to know how many people I get to sit down and play this game with, and are we all going to look stupid as Chief running around on this ring? Because we had a ton of characters in Halo 5, and now they're all gone. And for no reason, because Chief hit his head, apparently. And then, last thing was uh, Age of Empire 4. That was a pretty cool reveal for Microsoft. I, I like strategy games, and I liked Age of Empire 3. I never bought the Definitive Edition when they released it, because it was wiping people's hard drives on PC. Huh. But... The fourth one looked cool. I'm excited. I'll try it out probably. But like overall, I feel like it was. It had the the E3 had something for kind of everybody, but I feel like E3 as a whole, every conference had a bad job of showing things people didn't know were coming that peak like that got interest. Like some things for Nintendo, obviously, but like other shows. Like I feel like Microsoft Microsoft showed the most like randomized bit that kind of could touch on everyone whereas nintendo was doing a lot of this is older stuff kind of coming back instead of specifically for px rye guy this this conference that they were like what can we do to make that guy happy and they literally (laughs) did it like it's it was wild they finally Uh, got my letter it's just I'm not disappointed. Oh, and then there's one last one that showed on Nintendo's last day. There was some other game called uh, Swordman X Survival. That was like a survival samurai game, which kind of looked like Valheim with like Ark and all those other games. That one looked kind of cool. Yeah, I, it did. I'm going to keep an eye on that one. But that was like on a different presentation when I didn't watch it. It was like a friend was like, hey, do you see this game? You like survival games? I was like, oh, cool. And then I was just like, that was it. <laughs> just put it away in the pocket for later. But <laughs> as a whole, this E3 was just, I think Microsoft, like you guys said, best business standpoint, like present presentation. But for me, it kind of had just the best presentation in general, because like I said, I like th- seeing things I don't know of that catch my interest. Nintendo just didn't do that this year. But Nintendo is weird with E3. They always do their directs regardless all the time. And they just reveal stuff whenever they want to so i mean there could still be more like zelda this year more metroid this year that they just want to show after skyward sword and maybe a little closer to dread to get people's interest like I, that you never know with them they're just so strange and weird they're just they're a weird company super, but, metroid, super metroid remake one yeah no don't touch it don't touch it. it's perfect as is <laughs> but yeah i so mean to, i think you know wolf to your point um you know, Nintendo likes to show stuff pretty close, gen- generally. I mean, there have been some things like, you know, Breath of the Wild 2. Crime 4. Crime 4, of course, the perfect example where, you know, they show way too early. Bayonetta 3. Um, Metroid 4. Metroid, yeah. So, But yeah, I think, you know, they do like to release stuff closer to when the games come out. My, my biggest, like, as a Metroid fan, seeing the response for Dread and the fact that Metroid Dread is number one on GameStop, number one on Amazon for, for games, you know, I think E3 was the perfect time to reveal that game. Um, I don't think it would have had the same, well, it would have had a big response had they done just a random direct, but I think E3 was like their chance to really finally put Metroid um, in front of a lot of people that are, have either never played the series before or are finally, you know, getting back to it. So for, for me personally, seeing the Metroid love um, has been, is been quite special. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of people very excited for it. And that, that seems to be the big takeaway from Nintendo is whenever I see people arguing online of who won, everyone with Nintendo is like, well, they showed Metroid Dread. It's like, what else did they show? <laughs> Metroid Dread? <laughs> okay. Can you can you say why you think Nintendo... Well, Metroid Dread. All right. I got it. Metroid Dread. I'm happy for you. Like, like I said, I'm going to get it, probably. Might not be right away, because I've got... If I buy Guardians of the Galaxy, it's that month. Um, Halo is the next month. Pokemon's the next month. There's uh, Back for Blood that month, too, I believe. So there's just so much crap coming out in October, November that a 2D side-scroller platform Metroid game is probably going to be Christmas time when I get that. Like, probably after December. Ryan, are you... That's all right. Sorry. I don't get the collector's edition no matter what. Yeah, that... <laughs> That would have been the one I got it to because the Steelbook was kind of cool, but like I'm kind of glad the scalpers took it, that option away from me, so now I don't spend more money on something I might not play. Never be, never be glad for scalpers. Oh, no, I, I'm an action figure collector. I don't like scalpers, trust me. <laughs> they, they've ruined this last year for me. So, oh, And they've ruined it for PlayStation and Xbox, people trying to get those systems too. But yeah, yeah I think the the conference wasn't bad, but like I said, COVID ruined it. Like We could have seen more stuff. I yeah. just wish they would. I wish the companies would have acknowledged their other series that didn't show up, like Pokemon, Fable, maybe you know, just given a reference on Fable, been like it's still happening. Development's going okay, but it's still coming. <laughs> just not like like I think it was like Phil Spencer said, like oh yeah, Gears and Fable, like at some point there, and they showed like quick little like hints of their trailers before for like their previous games or upcoming ones, and it was like oh you just shot past, didn't even talk about them, okay. But I'd rather see them later when they're ready instead of them rushing something for E3 like Microsoft did with, I think, was it Halo Infinite last year? Where they showed the really crappy graphic one? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. upset. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'd rather them show it when they're ready instead of something like that. Because Halo Infinite looks sick. That game is my most excited for this year. That 10-minute <laughs> multiplayer trailer? Yeah. That that was my Metroid Dread for you guys. There you go. Now, that trailer was awesome. That, I haven't played a... Uh... Halo multiplayer since legitimately since like three. <laughs> so um that looks like a ton of fun. The grappling system, like when you grapple down to that um uh, oh god, I can't remember the flying purple ships. Banshee? Banshees, yeah, that was that was amazing. Yeah. That was that was a very hype moment for me. The grappling Ooh. hook I feel like is gonna get so much hate and so much love. It's gonna be the armor lock of Halo Reach. I was again. just about to say that it better <laughs> yeah. not get that to that point because people were pissed about that. I, I would like to see the other equipment that that game has to offer. Um, I just don't... One, my biggest question of Infinite is, like, this game has got free multiplayer, but you pay for the, the season passes, which is the opposite of Master Chief Collection. Master Chief gives you free season pass, but you paid for the game. This game's got free multiplayer. How much is the physical, like, the normal campaign going to be? Are we paying sixty dollars for just a campaign? Halo's typically like maybe eight hours at most. Like it's a lot of money for just campaign. You you, you mispronounced seventy dollars. Yeah, I was thinking seventy. Oh as yeah, well. that's well. <laughs> Thanks, Sony. True. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm glad they weren't there. <laughs> that was, but that was but, my, that but was it's also coming game. to it's also coming to Game Pass. So like that's yeah, true. It's, it's on PC. It's on Steam. It's on yeah. Steam. It's on Game Pass. It's on Windows. That's that's kind of why I like Microsoft now. Microsoft is now like branching out with their games. Sony kind of did. Horizon Zero Dawn branched to PC, but I wish Sony would do that more. Like Spider-Man, I hate that being on Sony platforms, but that's a different topic. But that was a good that was a good thing in the beginning of Microsoft though. Starfield being like it's only on only on Microsoft and PC, and then all the Sony people, why? You guys got buggy versions of Bethesda games before, and you were happy when Spider-Man was exclusive. <laughs> so give them Starfield. Stop complaining. <laughs> But all right, I'm done. Well said. Well said, everyone. Um, man, that was a whole lot. I mean, we just, I feel like we ran the gamut. Um, so that being said, uh, next Friday, I think we'll be back to our sort of normal uh, news pieces per individual, uh, unless they have a particular topic uh, that they would like to cover and which they will do so. Uh, but with that being said, there's been some content that's come out uh, created by Babylon. Uh, Andrew, could you run that down for us? And then once you're done, Ryan, do the thing. 
Yeah, so absolutely. So I made a video all about GameStop accidentally possibly leaking the Nintendo Switch, which we now know was not true. I'm still not exactly sure why GameStop had uh, people double their staff for um, those specific days, which were the 15th and the 16th. I don't know if they were just banking on E3 to bring in hype for gamers. I mean, maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know anybody really that works at GameStop to comment on that. But oh, well, we know someone that did work at a GameStop. I, well, I know I someone who. I also know someone that works at GameStop, and that was yeah. basically they anticipated an announcement and were wrong. I can well, say why the 16th oh. was heavy. The 16th, everyone got every GameStop apparently got a shipment of Xbox Series Xs. And they were just walk in line. You get it. Like it wasn't. You needed pro for it. You're gotcha. just you wait in line. So that was yeah. why that day was. Like gotcha. the old days. Okay. Well, thank you. Right. What else happened, Andrew? Well, you can find that video over on YouTube.com/slash Babylon Gaming. And every Monday now, Ryan and Pat host a brand new show called Babble on the Couch, which you can find them streaming on Twitch.tv/slash Babylon Gaming right here where you're at currently. They do it every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Time. The first episode should have been up already on YouTube, but my computer decided to just go so slow on rendering it. But they'll be back on this following Monday with, guys? We're playing River City Girls. Uh, we're going to try and beat it, but we might not get through all of it. Um, and then we'll also have the Wheel of Destiny to select next week's That's game. That's right. So. I'm telling you, we got to at way forward. Can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. But for all other updates on everything Babylon, you can find us over on twitter.com forward slash Babylon Games. Ryan. Righty. Is it my time? Yes. That's your time. All right. Yep, it is. And as always, remember, everyone, it is dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you. <laughs>